0: Turn your Bibles today to the book of Luke in chapter 2, Luke in chapter 2, and today as you're turning there, we do want to welcome our radio audience, this is Brother John Lybrook, Pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church at Old Town, that's just outside of Greenham County, out of Carter County. You can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7, and we do have a, a sign on either end of Laurel Road giving you directions to the meeting house of God's people known as Emmanuel, <clears throat> and once again, we're thankful that you've taken time to tune in to WGOH to hear a portion of God's Word. This <clears throat> being the the Christmas season, I, I was I was up all night last night. To be honest with you, I had a I had a message already prepared, but the Lord just kept on and kept on and kept on dealing with my mind and placing some things in my mind that I, I felt like. It was needful that we bring this message today, and and the things that have been said already today, even in our church bulletin. Now I don't, I don't uh, pick and choose the church bulletins or nothing like that. My wife takes care of that, and and I remember as I got up this morning and I began to write this message down. About five o'clock this morning, the Lord started talking to me, and and I began to think about some of the things that we're going to be doing today. You know, our time of, of gathering in as a church family in a special way, is you know, church dinner and what have you. But also we're looking forward to being in this community, uh, singing songs of praise. Now, I begin to think about some of the things that are being said, and I, I grabbed a bulletin after... After I had prepared this message and I said, oh my, there we are. I mean, that's just a verification, I believe, of what the Holy Spirit was dealing with my mind about. But as you know, a lot of times, and Brother Jim's already mentioned this, you know, out of Micah and, and everything else. This whole world in which we live is a, is a very dark world. There's a lot of heartache and a lot of, uh, lot of hardship in it. Many a times I believe that the reason why that there's so much turmoil in this world today is because there have been too many have picked and tried to choose who they want to go to and what have you. A lot of times, I mean, I am remembering you know, a time when I was told, you know, you better not go up there. You better not go to this place or that place. And, and I began to think about that. You know, the one thing that this world needs today is to know that there's joy in the Lord. Amen. There's joy in salvation. There's joy in knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. So, as I... Picked up an old song book that I had there at the house. I, I went to page 285, and there was the song, Joy to the World. Now I want you to think about this, and we're gonna. I'm going to open this up and, and read it for just a moment. And I want you to think about it as we're singing, or as we're reading this. I'm not going to try to sing it, but I want you to just think about this. Joy to the World... The Lord is come. That's what Brother Jim was saying this morning. The Messiah was come. She knew that the Messiah was coming. She had been told, no doubt, uh, uh, there in John chapter 4, the Samaritan woman at the well, she had been told about about, uh, this Messiah who was going to come. And This song, Joy to the World, opens up with this stanza, Joy to the World, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king, let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. You know, as we we sing that first verse, oftentimes we forget about what it really means, I'm afraid. The Bible makes it very plain in the book of Acts, in chapter 17, I believe it's around verse 30, that God commands men everywhere to repent. And I believe this is what the songwriters were thinking when they penned the words, let every man make room for Him. You know, as we we think about we think about uh, a joy to the world, and that's one thing that this old world needs right now is a little bit of joy. Amen. They need to see they need to see a Christian who really has an expression of, of satisfaction and peace in her mind. They need to see a person who is who has, as Brother Jim said this morning, uh, 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 pr- portrays that they've been with the Savior. They need to see that today. They need to see a people who have felt a change in their life because of this Savior who has come. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 and beginning at verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. I'm going to have to settle down, ain't I? And verse 2 says that, And this taxing was first made with Serenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he he was of the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She brought forth her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them at the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not. You know, that's what's wrong in this world today, isn't it? There's too much fear. There's too much fear among Christians even. There's too much fear and worry and concern. And here the angel of the Lord simply comes to these four shepherd men. No doubt, I mean, could you just imagine what they were thinking, what was going through their mind? But here he says, Fear not, for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. Brother Jim, appreciate that, that Sunday school lesson this morning. Brother Jim was trying to get us to understand, listen, you can't pick and choose who you go to because this message is to all the people. Joy to the world is to all the people. It's to all who will hear it and come unto Him today. What joys fills our hearts. The Bible goes on to read as this, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel. A multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Our most gracious and divine heavenly Father, dear God, today as we bow before your throne, we do thank you so much for the day which you've given us. We thank you, dear God, for this good number that's come to fill this house today. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for all of our children that have absolutely overwhelmed us with their singing. Lord, I pray today that you would receive everything that's been done thus far and what shall be done. Lord, may it be glory to your name. I pray, Father, you receive it as praise. And as mere human beings can do, we send you honor. Lord, I pray that you'll bless our day. I pray, dear God, that you would encourage us. I pray that you'll help us to be faithful today. May your word resonate in our hearts and our minds. And Lord, may this be a time when we reflect upon what it really means to be saved by your amazing grace. Lord, I pray that there'll be joy in the hearts of thy people. And not only in the hearts of thy people, but in the lost around about us, Lord, to realize that there was a way of escape. There's a Savior who came from glory. That we may be saved by your grace. Lord, bless today. May it be a wonderful day. May this be the day that lives are changed in this house. That the lost come to life. That those that are saved rejoice with joy unspeakable and full glory. Lord, bless us today. Forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name and amen. Emmanuel to our visiting friends and our radio audience. The song that we sing from time to time carries with it a great message within itself Joy to the world. But among the confusion and the hate that's in this world, this message is often lost. What message did Isaac Watts and George Handel consider when they penned this old song of old? I believe the first thing that I believe that, that they were thinking that was in their mind is that the Lord is come. The Lord is come. You know, today, you know, a lot of times, Christmas time is the only time that many people ever consider even the birth of Christ. And that's sad, but it is true. A lot of times, people have nothing for the things of Christ except for what is done at Christmas or at Easter or any other time. But as I sit and I look at this scripture here, I'm thankful that the Bible says in verse 10, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. My friend, that's to you and I today. If you're here today and you don't know the Lord's your Savior, listen, I want you to know what real joy is about. You know, I've had people to come to me and say, well, preacher, I'm, I'm going to live it up a while. I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to sow my wild oats and then maybe later on I'll settle down. But you don't even begin to know what real joy is. Real joy is knowing that there's forgiveness with the Lord. Real joy is knowing that you can be saved by the grace of God. Real joy is knowing that you will not be condemned any longer because all your sins are under the blood of Jesus. that's what real joy is. And I believe as the angel of the Lord came and he spoke to these shepherd men as they were in this and, and you know I mean think about the scene here. now here these men were no doubt they were probably they were probably just enjoying a good uh, long night maybe. Out amongst the sheep. Then comes an angel. And that's not even the beginning of it. Listen. The angel of the Lord come unto them and said, Fear not, but understand as he was talking to them, right in the middle of his speech to them about how this Savior has come, there appears a heavenly host. And they were... What were they doing? They were singing. They were rejoicing because the Savior had come. They were rejoicing because the Redeemer has been born. They were rejoicing because the sin substitute who was going to take care of the sins of all those who would come unto him had been born in Bethlehem. Now I want you to stop and consider this for just a moment. Now here the Bible states that the Lord has come. He's come. The Savior has come. And He's come to to set sinners free. It's a joyous thought to know that the Savior has come to deliver poor sinful man out of the miry clay. Lifting us up from the cesspools of our sin. That's what Jesus the Savior has done today. You may be in this house today and you, you may be thinking, well, I'm not really that bad of a person. And a lot of times that's what we do. We judge ourselves according to other human beings around us. But when you, when you really see yourself for what you really are, you judge yourself by the Holy God of heaven and you see that you're, you're in need. You see without a shadow of a doubt that you come up short. You see, without a shadow of a doubt, that you're a sinner in need of salvation. You see that your good works will not even prevail. Joy to the world! You know, I sat down this morning, and, and again at five o'clock, I was—I had already been awake for hours, and these thoughts were going over my mind about you know about what to preach, and my wife got up this morning. About uh, well, about six o'clock or so, and she asked me, she said, "What's wrong? What are you doing?" I said, "I ain't been asleep all night. I've been sitting here mulling this message over in my mind. And it's time to get up and write it down." And and that's what I did. And I began to think about joy to the world. Oh, what joy! There in verse 10 and 11 again, the Bible says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. I believe this is what Isaac Watts was thinking about when they wrote the song, Joy to the World. No doubt, Isaac Watts said, and and his his companion writer, listen. No doubt that they were uh, uh, George Handel was his name. No doubt that they were had minds. Their minds have been back to all the way back, even uh, even Isaiah, Isaiah chapter six. I believe it is around verse fourteen where the Bible states that there was a savior coming. And then, as Brother Jim pointed out this morning in Isaiah in chapter nine, listen. There was a there was a Messiah who's going. These were all these were all uh, pointing to the what was just now happening. Micah, it's in our is in our bulletins there where it talks about the Savior, the coming Lord and Redeemer. Friend, I want you to know something. Today, if you if you're in this house, you're in the perfect place because here's a place where you can meet and hear. Of the Redeemer, the, the child of God, the very, the very one who came and gave his life a ransom for you and I. He came born of a virgin. You know, there's so many versions of the Bible today that are being written without that word virgin. You know, as I've said many times before, it's not really all that miraculous to see a young woman conceive, but a virgin conceiving. Now that there is something special. That's something miraculous. Listen, in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, I want you to look at this. Matthew 1 and 21. Speaking about Mary and this miraculous birth. It states, and she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. It's not, this is not maybe he'll try to save them. This is he's not maybe going to reach out unto them and try to coerce them. The Bible says he shall save them. No denying it folks. That's the reason why he came. That's the reason why Jesus Christ came born of a virgin. Listen, he came as, as the only way that he could have to be a savior of mankind. Matthew 1 and 21 again, the Bible says this. I'll get back over here. And again it says, and he, For he shall save his people from their sins this first coming of the Savior was of immaculate origins. Now I'm not going to go where some religions go and and say that Mary was immaculate because Mary was not immaculate. But that which was conceived in her was. Listen, it was of the Holy Ghost. That makes it special. That makes it wondrous. That makes it... To where we can receive forgiveness of our sins. And again, when I use the word immaculate origins, I'm not speaking of Mary, I'm speaking of God the Father. I'm speaking of, of somebody special. That word of Micah, the reason why I cannot lay it upon, upon Mary's lap is because it is defined as this, absolutely clean, neat and free from blemish, showing faultless perfection. No human being has ever had that, my friend. No human being has ever had that except for the God-man himself, Jesus Christ, the Savior of men. My friend, I want you to know something in Luke chapter 1. The Bible says, beginning at verse 30, if you'll look at this, Luke 1 and verse 30. Think about what is being said here now. And it says, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. It did not mean that she was perfect. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb to bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and of and the lord god shall give unto him the throne of his father david and he shall reign over the house of jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end then said mary unto the angel how shall this thing be seeing i know not a man and he answered The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. You know, as I I was thinking about this, and you go on to read the next verse about Elizabeth conceiving as well. The Bible says, you know, a lot of people say, well, this is a totally impossible feat. There's no possible way that this could happen. But what does the next verse say? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. You know, again, we're thinking on human terms. We're thinking of a, with a human mind, and therefore we cannot really conceive what really took place We cannot really understand that. But there's coming a day we will. All you can do right now is say, Lord, I believe it. That's faith. You've got to believe. And then listen, if you don't believe in the virgin-born Son of God, you have no salvation. It takes believing on the virgin-born Son of God to have salvation. It takes knowing Him personally to know salvation. Where do you stand today? As an individual, where do you stand? This virgin birth, the Son of God was and is even today the only means of salvation to a lost and dying world. If you're here today and you don't and you're not saved by the grace of God, you need to know him personally. You need to know Him as Savior. You don't need... and Listen, I want you I want you to come with me for just a moment. I want you to take the babe out of the manger and see Him on the cross. Yes. That's what I want you to see. I, I, I appreciate the fact that He was born. And I appreciate the fact that people pay attention to the fact that He was born. But listen, He didn't stay in that manger. He was hung on the cross of Calvary. He shed His precious blood so that you and I may be saved today. But listen, don't leave Him on the cross either. He was placed in the grave. and For three days and three nights, listen, Jesus Christ was in the heart of the earth. He was dying and He died for our sins. He died for us that we might be saved. This little babe that people want to put on a manger or on a Christmas tree. Listen, understand this. You know this today that that's not the Savior that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one who came and died on the cross of Calvary. He was born with a miraculous birth. He was born the Son of the living God. And that, my friend, is the most important thing that you can get a hold of. The song continues on with this phrase Let earth let Earth receive her king, let every heart prepare him room. See that takes us back to it takes us over to the book of Acts again. Remember what I said a moment ago. That there in the book of Acts, in chapter seventeen and verse thirty, the Bible plainly states that God commands men everywhere to repent. So listen, it is needful and a necessity for you to make room in your heart for God. You know, that's the problem with so many today. Their, their minds and their hearts are fixed upon the earth. The minds and hearts are fixed upon the things of the earth. Things that will lead you away from, your, from, from what you need today. The carnal desires of man lead you away from the spiritual needs, the need of a Savior. Well, I've got to make a living, preacher. Yeah, you got to make a living, but listen, don't do it without Christ. Don't do it without Christ in your life. Don't, don't, uh, don't hesitate today to come unto the Savior, for He shall save you. John chapter 1 Brother Jim brought this morning about, about how the Jews would not receive His own people would not receive him And it spoke of even In John chapter 1 verse 11 and 12 Where the Bible states That he came unto his own But his own received him not But as many as received him To them gave he power To become the sons of God Even to them that believe On his name Folks, I want you to know something. There's the power of God unto salvation. So many only think about Jesus as a babe, but listen, he was more than just a babe. He was a savior of man. He came to die and set the captive free. That's what the Bible says. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people. He shall save his people. This is what it means to prepare Him room. This is the means of salvation. The very child of God, the Son of God. Now secondly, I want you to think about this. This song continues on and says, Joy to the earth. That second verse of this song should cause us that are of the earthly to rejoice because a Savior did come. Now we need to rejoice for the Savior reigns. Where does He reign? He reigns in our hearts if you're saved by the grace of God. He reigns in our souls. He is that new man that moved in He's that new man who took up the abode of the heart of the living. Let men their songs employ. Listen, regardless of what some may say today, I will be critiqued quite readily over the sermon audio and people that listen there will be men, tell me, listen, you don't need to mention the birth of Christ. Men are scared to death today to preach on the birth of Christ. Afraid of being ridiculed because they, because they mention the birth of Christ. Listen, without the virgin birth of Christ, we would have no salvation. I will rejoice in my Savior. I will lift up the name of the Savior as the song says. We will will lift Him up because that's what we are to do. It is time to regard and acknowledge the Savior. Amen? And because of this special birth, this virgin birth, we now can be saved from our sins. Matthew chapter 1, we'll go back here again. I want you to look at this. Matthew chapter 1. <clears throat> Began reading again at verse 18. We'll go, go down through verse 21 at the very least. Now I've read this already, but listen to this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise... When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take... Unto thee, Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Why not rejoice over this? Why not preach on this most wonderful text today? A hallowed text. A text that the world needs to know today. It's more than a gift under a Christmas tree. Listen, I'm talking about the gift that can give life to the dying and to the dead. That's what I'm talking about. You see, this is something to rejoice in. The birth of the Savior is something to rejoice about. It's something to write songs about. Our Savior came in a miraculous way. The way that never happened before or since. John chapter 3. One of my most favorite verses of Scripture that I read. I probably read it almost every week. Because I know you go you go over there to our, you go to our bulletin, you see why. listen, John chapter three and verse 16 is, is for you today. You want to talk about a gift. You want to talk about something special. The Bible says this in verse 15, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. What did God do? He gave His Son. You know what He did? He gifted His Son to you and I. We might have life. And we might be saved by the grace of God. This is what brings true joy. This is the reason for the song's second verse. Let men their songs employ. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. See folks, that's what it's all about. That's what it that's what it really boils down to the savior is come. Amen. He's come to give us freedom. He's come to give us life everlasting. Remember, this is our emancipator. The very one who has come to set the captive free. And that's what emancipate means. It means to free somebody from slavery or bondage. And you know that's exactly what Jesus Christ came to do. He came to set us free. He came to give us freedom from the bondage of the the bondman. Old Satan, the old devil, the old snake himself. You know, John chapter 8, the Bible tells us that the truth shall set you free. Listen, do you not want to be set free today? Right now you're being held in bondage by by the bondmaster, the, the 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 master of sin, the devil himself. And he holds you captive. He holds you in a place that you cannot get away from by yourself. You need a savior. You need an emancipator. You need somebody to set you free. Well, that's what the job of Jesus Christ was, to come and set the captive free. He says in verse 31, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth And the truth shall make you free Now on down in verse 36 The Bible says If the Son therefore shall make you free Ye shall be free indeed Folks I don't know about you But I tell you what I thank, I thank my Heavenly Father above That He gifted us with His Son That He gave unto us His only Son that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So that takes me back to a place. You know, I, I think about what the next verse says. Well, this next angel says, He comes to make His blessings flow far as the curse is found. Just as wherever it is. Wherever it's at. The Savior is able to completely eradicate your sin debt. The Savior is able to take away and save you to the uttermost. Hebrews chapter 7, I believe it is. I'll turn over here for just a moment. And notice what this says in verse 22. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost. That means completely. He's able to save you completely. He's able to save to the most them that come unto God by Him, seeing He ever liveth to maketh intercession for them. Where are you at today, my friend? Are you stuck in the, in the minefield of pretty lights and ribbons? Are you stuck in the thoughts and the process of buying and getting there's nothing wrong with giving and giving to one another there's absolutely nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with families getting together and rejoicing in our salvation and in our in our in our a, a appeal to one another there's nothing wrong with that, and don't let any man tell you that there is. There are men out there today that'll tell you that you're wrong, that you're not. Families need times to get together like this, amen. Families need get to, to get together and to and to enjoy one another. Listen, there's no joy like knowing the Lord. There's no joy like rejoicing in the Savior. The one who's able to save you to the uttermost of you. Know, I go back to Romans in chapter 8 and I know for long I'm going to have to slow down here and come to a close. But while we still have time on the radio, I want to go back to Romans in chapter 8. And I want to look at verse 31 and down through the rest of the chapter. You know, this is what Jesus Christ came to do, to set us free. Matter of fact, in Romans, the Bible tells us, now, now just back up just a little bit there to chapter 8 and verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Now it goes on to talk about our daily walk and what we should be and what we are not to be. But listen, there is now no condemnation to them that are saved, them that know the Lord. Our sins have been wiped away. You know why? Because that babe in the manger didn't stay there. Because that babe in the manger grew up and became a man and died on the cross of Calvary. He was buried and on the third day arose rose again so that you and I could receive peace and joy. And a life without being condemned any longer. In other words, a life where we have been exonerated as though we had never done it. Think about it. Yes, I'm thankful for the babe that came, a virgin born babe. I'm thankful for that today. In Romans in chapter 8, it says, What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Amen. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is it that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. You know what he's doing? You know, I'm I'm not perfect. I have to deal with sin every day. And I will, and you will too, as long as you're in these old bodies of clay and as long as we're on this side of eternity but listen the bible states here that when we do sin we have an advocate with the father the bible says in other words we have that one who's making intercession for us who's going he's he's our go between an advocate is like a lawyer one that speaks on your behalf that's what god is receiving from jesus christ today So I go down to verse 35, and I say, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? For it is written, We are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Now listen, Paul Paul knew, didn't he? He knew in his heart just like you and I do. He knew that he he had this, this great persuasion that was brought about by the Holy Spirit. He says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. you know why He came? The way He did? So He could give us that freedom. So that He could give us that peace of mind. He is able, even this very Lord's day, to set you free. Right now, right where you're set, He is able to set you free. Well, do I have to do this? Do I have, listen to me. Right now, right where you sit, He's able to right now set you free. How does that happen? By believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. That, is that not what uh, Paul told the Philippian jailer when he asked, Sir, what must I do to be saved? Now, Paul didn't give him a bunch of hoops to jump through, did he? Paul said one thing to him, believe And thou shalt be saved. And not only that, he says, thy whole house. Folks, I believe in household salvation, amen. I believe in the Lord taking care of business. Why? Because his son paid the price on Calvary. He comes to make his blessings flow. Oh, the blessing of eternal redemption for us. You know in the book of Acts chapter 2 verses 21 down through verse 28 we have a phrase there talking about joy and salvation. That joy of of Acts 2 28 in the Greek it is it means joyfulness, it means gladness. It means exuberant joy or delight. This is what the Savior brought at His birth. Because He would die for us to pay our sin debt. His death would set us free. So yes. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. We're going to be singing that quite a bit after a while. These people around here need to. They need to hear that. You know why? Because there is joy in the Lord. Joy. Joy. To the world. The Savior is come. The Lord is come. Listen. Let us today rejoice in our great salvation. Let us today truly lift up our voices to Him. The joy of the Lord is come to this house. You know what I'm praying? I'm praying it comes to your heart. I'm praying that 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 at this very moment the Lord's dealing with your heart. Listen. Listen to Him. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Is that where you need to be today? Listen, I know it's where you need to be. That's the only place you're going to find joy is in the Lord. It's the only way you're going to be able to think about this this time of year. You know, a lot of people, like I said, it's the only time they think about the Lord. But listen, as I said a moment ago, don't leave Him in the manger. That little babe in the manger grew up and became a man who gave His life that you might have life. John 10.10 10 says that you might have life more abundantly. Would you not today come unto Him? Would you not today just trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? Believe and thou shalt be saved. Let's all stand, please. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne again today, we do thank you for this wonderful occasion. Lord, just to bear witness... Of the miraculous birth that took place. That we might have a life altering and changing experience ourselves. The experience of being forgiven of all of our sins. To be condemned no longer. To have peace in our hearts. Lord I thank you today. That you gave us your son to die in our place. And Lord, I pray today that there might be some lost sinner in this house who has been awakened. Who has come to the knowledge that they need a Savior. Father, I know that can only come from you. And I pray that your Holy Spirit will deal with hearts this morning. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will go where this preacher could not. And Father, today I don't even try. My place is only to give the gospel. I leave the power of salvation to Thee. Lord, I pray that You would bring salvation to this house today. Save souls and save lives. And Father, forgive us our sin. In Christ's name. And Amen.